0: Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Krillo, and today we're going to be discussing how do you house hack a property? Have you always wanted to invest in real estate, but didn't have the time, didn't know where to find the deals, couldn't get the funding, and didn't want tenants calling you? Since 2006, I've been buying income producing properties in great locations that provide us with consistent passive income while we wait for appreciation in the future and take advantage of tax laws while we're waiting. And unlike your financial advisor, we invest alongside our investors in every property we purchase. Check out investwithharborside.com. If you like the idea of investing in real estate, if you like the idea of passive income, partner with us at investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. So house hacking is a strategy that involves renting out parts of your primary residence to offset the cost of your mortgage and other home expenses. When I began investing in multifamily properties in 2006, my first investment property was a three-family home that I house hacked, and it offset the majority of my mortgage and home expenses. And it is a strategy that I suggest to all aspiring real estate investors. The main benefit I realized from house hacking were the reduction in housing costs, a minimal down payment amount of only 3.5% with an FHA mortgage, the ability to learn how to be a landlord on a small scale. Now, house hacking is also much less time-consuming to self-manage these types of house hacking properties when compared to a traditional investment property that might be miles from your primary residence. There are also tax deductions for doing repairs and your mortgage interest, to name a few. Now, there are a few different strategies to house hack property. Number one would be rent out extra bedrooms in your home. So maybe if you have a single family home, you can find roommates to live with you. Number two would be rent out a finished basement, an in-law suite, or an accessory dwelling unit, and an ADU. This can be done with a traditional 12-month lease or possibly make it a short-term rental. Three would be to rent out your garage, driveway, yard, or attic space. You know, I rented out a two-car garage at one of my properties and The garage had two doors, so I divided the garage and rented out each one separately. If you have a room in your yard or driveway, you can rent it out for someone to leave their RV, boat, or other vehicle. Now, my favorite is to buy a multifamily house, and this is number four, because with two to four units, and you can be approved for the residential homeowner financing, so the FHA financing for three and a half percent, you can live in one unit and rent out the other two. Now, this is the best situation because you can mix some of the strategies together. Like I said before, renting out a garage and renting out a couple of the units. Um, you can really maximize the amount of revenue you can generate at your house by really getting creative. Now on one note before we move on is to notice what I'm saying is offset your home expenses. Most house hacking situations will not generate cash flow for the homeowner. They're not gonna make a profit for the homeowner. Maybe you'll, add, um, you'll be able to say cover your mortgage, but properties require constant maintenance and have regular expenses. And I would just like to keep that in mind when making the decision in the house hack that you're most likely not going to be making money uh, using this investment strategy. So the pros and cons of house hacking. Well, the pros are you can decrease your home expenses, um, you can increase your net worth, and build equity as a property increases in value. Um, you're going to gain valuable real estate investing and property management experience, especially if you're self-managing it. It's going to be a low down payment option for first-time homebuyers. Now, some of the cons of house hacking a property is that you need to live on the same property as your tenants. So, there's going to be less privacy. Vacancies and non-paying tenants will require you to tap into other funds to pay the bills. Um, you will be a landlord with tenants, and you're going to have more responsibilities. If you leave even for a night, you're going to need someone you can call on to handle um, any type of issues that you might have. There will be costly, unforeseen repairs that will come up over the years, and it might not be cheaper than renting with the additional time and the money that you need to invest into a house hack. So here are some mistakes that you can avoid when you're house hacking, and make sure, number one, that you know your expenses before you purchase. Get a quote for insurance, figure out the new property taxes, um, underestimate the rents you will receive, get copies of utility bills from the previous owner, um, you know, Understand that you will have vacancies and you will need to prepare for these, which is all done from having a reserve fund. Uh, next would be set up a separate bank account for your property. And it can be in your name, but it should be where you store all the money for your property and money for your property flows in and out of this account. I might set up a checking account and a savings account. Um, you know, you collect rent, pay bills from your checking account, and then move a monthly portion into your savings account for future repairs. Pay yourself rent every month. So even if you're breaking even with your house hack, ensure that you are consistently put money away every month into the savings account for the issue that will come up. So if you have a three-family property and each floor is paying $1,000 per month and your mortgage is $2,000 per month, you're breaking even on your mortgage every month uh, from getting paid rent on the other two tenants. However, you should also be paying into the property checking account your your rent so that, you know, most of that's going to go into your savings account, but it's crucial to have that reserve that you add to monthly. Avoid a property that requires renovation, especially one that requires significant renovation. All repairs and renovations will cost more than you think, and you most likely will not have any good relationships with reasonably priced contractors at this point because this is probably your first property. I would suggest purchasing a good property requiring little to no work. If any repairs are required, have the money ready for these repairs before you buy. Once you purchase, you can make the repairs and rent the units. Next is buying a good area. It will make all the difference. Drive the neighborhood, know the schools, and understand the market rents in that area. Find good tenants. Ensure you're properly screen new tenants and have them sign a formal lease. Now, this is a business, and you must run it like a business. There will be some uncomfortable moments as a house hacker, but it will only make you a better landlord. If you are fair with your tenants, stick to the lease terms, fix issues when they happen, and keep open lines of communication, you will do fine. So I hope you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. If you're interested in actively investing in real estate, please check out our courses and mentoring programs at syndicationsuperstars.com. That is syndicationsuperstars.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then.